This is the Riley Rose and Shamers podcast. It's Riley Rose and Seamus, and we are finally back from holidays. And holy crap, it is hot outside. 45 degrees. Yep, 45 degrees. And I asked you this morning, Seamus, I said, is this global warming? Yeah. So we needed to get someone on the phone. We did. So we just got off the phone to Dr. Carl, who explained everything to us about global warming. We even got into dead people. He talked a lot about dead people, actually. (laughs) Here it is. Dr. Carl, thank you so much for joining us. Now, it is an absolute scorcher here in Albury-Wodonga at the moment. Top of 45 today. Is this the end of the world? Uh, The planet will keep on going, but it will get messy uh, with more dead people. So do you remember back in Victoria in 2009, they had the terrible Black Saturday bushfire that killed yes. 173 people? Yes. What most of us don't realise is that the crippling heat waves that came and caused Black Saturday killed twice as many people, 374, and they didn't realise until they started running out of places to put the dead bodies in the government morgues. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that, is, that is heavy. In 2003... 70,000 people died in Europe in the big heat wave. And in Paris, they had to put 15,000 dead bodies into ice cream factories because they ran out of uh, places in the morgue. <laughs> the Russian heat wave of 2010 killed 55,000 people. Well, oh, you, my God. You don't want to get those ingredients mixed up. Ice cream, Ew. dead bodies. Ice cream, dead bodies. Well, listen, is this global warming, is it happening right before our very eyes? Yeah, because I don't remember it being this hot, Dr. Carl, last year. Okay, you've got to take the long-term view, which you sort of have to do when you're dealing with children, right? <laughs> and families sure. and life. And so back in 1973, Munich Re, the world's largest reinsurance company, the largest one in the whole world, They said, look, there's something going on. The world's heating up. We can see it in the events because we pay out money to people. And so we reckon we're going to start factoring in this greenhouse effect, as they called it back then, into our insurance premiums. Now, think about insurance companies. They were the ones who, before the doctors, said, mate, if you smoke cigarettes, you die sooner. That's cool with us, but you're going to have to pay more for your insurance premium. Mm -hmm. Okay? So follow the money. The insurance companies were quite on top of it. It took from 1973 to 1989 for the scientists who need a higher burden of proof. It's not just the money. It's actually what's real uh, to say, yes, it's real. And then nothing much happened for about two years. And in 1991, the denialist campaign, about half a billion dollars a year now, funded by the big fossil fuel companies, kicked into action. And you can't blame people. Like in some parts of the world, like in Queensland, the only newspaper they get is the Murdoch Press, and the Murdoch Press denies global warming. And it's nothing personal, it's just business, and so you can't expect people to be confused. And um, we are seeing the dead bodies. We've been seeing it since 2003, 2010, 2009 in Victoria, and there'll be more dead bodies as a result of this heat wave. Is is this the Earth's way of like uh, uh, cleaning up the population? Is there some like law where if the Earth gets too populated, some major natural disaster happen and it kind of trims off the population? No, uh, nothing personal. The Earth is not an intelligent organism. It's just straight physics. Now, here's a very important lesson for you, Dr. Seamus and Dr. Riley. You know how the yoga people say everything happens for a reason? Yes. The yoga- okay, here goes. Everything happens for a reason, comma, and that reason is usually physics or biology. 
Wow. In this case, it's just plain physics. The extra carbon dioxide we're putting into the air traps a certain amount of heat every day. How much heat? 400,000 Hiroshima bombs per day. Wow. And we're not doing it just for one day. We've been doing it for a long time. It's gradually ramping up more and more as the carbon dioxide level keeps on climbing. And we're now beginning to see major, major effects. We saw them back then, but of course it was denied. So the denialists, most of them, have said, oh yeah, okay, we admit that global warming is real, but it's not nothing to do with humans. It's to do with the sun or cosmic rays or people not doing enough downward dogs in their yoga classes or something. <laughs> I have no idea how people survived without aircon back in the day. Like I was out, I stood outside yesterday yeah. and my face almost fell off. It was like there was a heater on. Like how the hell did humans survive when it was this hot before we had aircon? Oh, they moved to a, cold, a cooler area or they sweated. So a little tiny diversion to, we shall explain to you why people die in a heat wave. Have you heard, question without notice, have you heard of the 300 Club? No. no. Nothing to do with the Spartans and that wonderful yeah. movie. <laughs> okay. The 300 Club was invented down at the South Pole for entertainment in the middle of winter. So the sun is always down. It's just black, black, black. You wake up, it's black. You work through your day, it's black. At the end of the day, it's black. You know, the sun never shines. So they invented oh, yeah. the 300 Club. And, on a day, and what you do is you expose your skin to a temperature change of 300 Fahrenheit degrees. Mm. Whoa. Whoa, that's big, isn't it? That's mm -hmm. really so, big. 300, so on a day when the government meteorologist tells them that the air temperature is less than minus 100 Fahrenheit, you know, the old Fahrenheit, you know how Americans are, right? When the air temperature is less than minus 100, they crank the sauna up to plus 200 Fahrenheit. Oh, and you're thinking, hang on, that's 90 degrees centigrade. How can people survive? So they go into the sauna naked except for a towel that they sit on and some shoes, and they sit there at 90 degrees centigrade, and you think, hang on, but you can parboil meat at 55. Oh. How come they're not dying at 90? And the answer is because they're sweating. Right. So long as you can keep on sweating, you're okay. The moment you stop sweating, your temperature goes up, and uh, around 41, the enzymes stop working. You go unconscious. Shortly after that, you die. And so in the 400 club, in the 300 club, what they do is they sit in the sauna naked. Uh, they don't wear underwear when they go for the run because the sweat would turn the water into ice and give them damage around their groinal area with the sharp spikes of the ice. And then naked, they run out into the darkness, apart from running shoes. And then out there, there's some people with lights because it's dark. And they run around the South Pole, literally the South Pole, following the people with the lights and then run back in again and one of my mates did it and he said I got a bit cocky the second year I went a bit faster and because I was breathing deeper they have to do it on a day when there's no wind any wind forget it and they, they, he was breathing deeper and the super cold air got deeper into his lungs he got frostbite of his airways and had a bad cough for about a month and I was talking, we were talking in the corridor about this in the School of Physics here at the University of Sydney. And then this uh, fellow uh, physicist, she said, oh, I, I'm in the 300 Club too. And they said, oh, wow, hello. And when did you do it? And, and I said, how did you go? And she said, well, it was okay, except we went a little bit too fast. And so she said, I got a little bit of frostbite of the nipple, but my colleague got a bit of frostbite of the foreskin. Oh, <laughs> no, Okay, but the lesson is that you can survive these temperatures so long as you keep drinking and you can keep on sweating. If the humidity is really high, all you're going to do is have the sweat form and it won't evaporate. 
It'll just fall onto the ground and you'll die. But providing it's dry and you keep the water up, you keep on sweating, you're okay. In Paris, where they, in, in Europe, where they had um, 70,000 people die, but in Paris, the main people who died were elderly women living alone on the top floor of flats. So when you're elderly, you're a bit more frail. Mm -hmm. Women, well, their partners have died because women live longer than men. Mm -hmm. By the way, women should always, uh, I think, marry men uh, a bit younger than them. That way, there's lots of good reasons for that. Yeah, they die at the same time. So the women don't have to spend their last years um, being alone. Um, And so they on the top floor of flats where it was hotter, and they weren't drinking too much because if you drink too much, you have to urinate all the time, and it gets to be a bit of a drag. And they just died from dehydration, and they, they stopped sweating. Uh, were you sweating yesterday, Dr. Seamus? Absolutely. Uh, even in aircon. Like, I woke up this morning, I thought I wet myself because <laughs> there was so much sweat on my bed. Yeah. Um, what you've got to do to survive if you don't have aircon is look up the New South Wales Department of Health guidelines, but I can give them to you right now. Yeah, okay. Number one, it. drink lots of water, drink lots of water, drink lots of water, and carry it with you. Do not have uh, drinks that are alcoholic or sugary. Yep. Plan your day around the heat, so keep indoors when it's really hot or in the middle of the day. During the day, if you're staying at home and you're lucky enough to have had the night cool down, if it has cooled down, then you let the cold air in at night. And then in the day, keep the windows closed for as long as the inside of your house is cooler than the outside. It's stuffy. But it's cooler, but it's stuffy, but it's cooler. And then, of course, shade the windows with awnings. Remember those things from the old days? Make sure the aircon works. If you don't have aircon, go to an air-conditioned movie or library or shopping centre in the middle of the day. Go for natural, loose-fitting fibres. And, of course, flip, slop and slap and then put on a sunscreen and all that extra stuff. And, And sunglasses as well and a hat. I'm going to add one more in there. Uh, yep. This is what I like to do. I want to know what you think, if it's the right thing to do or not. I get underwear, I put them in the freezer, and then I chuck them on underneath all of my clothes. And i tell you what, so cool and relaxing. What do you think? Excellent. And another th- that's good. I'll go for that. And another one is have a cold bath before you go to bed. And another one is during these heat wave conditions. And remember, twice as many people died from the Black Sunday heat wave as died from the flames. It just didn't make the news, right? So what you do is you rip off your sheet off your mattress, put down a big plastic sheet, put the sheet back on, and then go to bed wearing a moist, a wet T-shirt and wet undies. That makes sense, a plastic sheet underneath. Yeah, and then uh, during the, you wake up, you're too hot, uh, chuck it in a basket, another one, just do a few cycles. Don't worry about having a broken sleep because before electric lights, we all would wake up in the middle of the night, have a bit of a something to eat or a smoke or and then have sex and go back to sleep. So this, <laughs> I, so I want to hang out with you. Yeah, so, so don't feel bad about having... Uh, a broken sleep, so long as when you are sleeping, you're sleeping well. Good. Dr. Carl, thank you so much for joining us. I think um, we can take a lot away from that and stay safe in this heat. Yes, but even so, in every city in Australia, there'll be more dead people because they didn't listen to us and didn't and weren't able to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going it's, it's to happen, um, and, and we'll see it. Because when, when you've when you got a dead person who's died from um, heat exhaustion, there's no obvious sign, like, unlike mm. when there's a car accident or flames. Okay, so, so follow, follow the advice and tell it to them again. What's your latest book, Dr. Carl? 
Um, vital science, and I'm now working on number 45. Um, I'm working on a few diabolical diets. Like I've been through the Ooh. alkaline diet, yes. uh, which is crazy, and then I'm going for the A2 milk thing, which is crazy as well. Oh, can't wait to read about that. Oh, you, you, but you can get the stories for free on my ABC homepage. Just look up Dr. Carl, ABC, Alkaline Diet, or, or A2 Milk, and, then, and there'll be so many more fun stories coming through as well. We love you, Dr. Carl. Thanks for we chatting to us. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Riley. Thank you, Dr. Seamus. Want more Riley, Rose, and Seamus? Catch up now at hit.com.au or weekdays from 6 on the Borders Hit 104.9.